Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Brew Crew Review Podcast. This is Vince Travato, your host tonight, joined here on the set by Scott Bartell. Scott, how are you tonight? Ah, it's here and great, celebrating a brewer win, taping Sunday night. Huh, we almost got it, swept by the Giants. That would have been a rough time to tape a podcast. Yeah, I, I think our uh, listeners would have dropped from like seven to three. It would have been pretty bad uh, for, for this week's episode. Um, Scotty, are we joined by anyone else? Craig or uh, Chad, are you guys on? Uh, neither one of them are on right now. Actually, they, they could jump in, but I, I actually, I think they're probably hanging out together somewhere, like not taping with us. That's what I assume. Weren't they going to start a political podcast, you know, where those two talk about uh, their commonalities and political beliefs? <laughs> It'd be a pretty short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyways, we're, we're back here for you, folks. Uh, welcome again to another podcast. And, uh, Scott, let's recap the week that was a little bit. The Brewers, like you said, we had a kind of a rough series in San Francisco, um, but did get a win today. How do you think that the series went against the Giants? Uh, not particularly well, I guess. Um, I mean, the first game we kind of sort of – actually, I don't even remember the first game anymore. Um, <laughs> I just remember it was uh, underwhelming for me. Was that the one Jimmy Nelson started? No, wait. No, that was yesterday. Scott, the viewers back in West Dallas and all around Wisconsin are kind of counting on you for some analysis uh, for the series. So if you could, yeah, talk to the interns and maybe they can get you some information. All right, well, let me, let me see if I can at least remember part of it. Why don't we just work our way backward? Because I just obviously was listening to the game as of Sunday. All right, all right. Today today was a good 5-3 to three Brewers uh, win. Yeah, today was a good 5-3 to three Brewers win. Um, it's, for me, at least, the highlight of today's game was yet another uh, outstanding performance by Josh Hader through uh, a two-inning save for the Brewers today. Uh, what did you take away from today's game, Scott? Um, from today's game, I, I really – it just seemed like a typical grind-it-out sort of uh, Burr win. Like, we knew that once we could get to, you know, the good guys in our bullpen, you already knew what was going to happen. You knew the usual suspects were going to be pitching, and you hoped that they shut them down like they usually do. So, yeah, close game. But, again, we got the lead, hung on to it. Typical Burr win. Yep. Okay. And so we lost the other two games in the series to the Giants. Went one and two uh, to lose the series. Um, Saturday, and let's talk about this one a little bit, was uh, Jimmy Nelson's second start since coming back from his uh, devastating injury from 2017. Um, he's not throwing the ball particularly well right now. He has an ERA uh, over 10 at this point in his two starts on the year. Are you concerned about Jimmy Nelson? Or do you think he's just getting some rust off? Um, for now, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with the rust because his velocity is there. If he didn't have the velocity, then I would be a little bit worried. Um, but I think right now it's just going to be, you know, repetition, getting his reps, getting, you know, the his mechanics, uh, being a well-oiled machine on the mound, uh, all of that. So right now anyway, I mean, this is basically his extended spring training, but he has to do it at the major league level. So I'm not too worried yet. Yeah. Yeah, Talk to me in a month. You get – yeah, he, he did throw a few – well, we will talk in a month. But he he did throw a few games in San Antonio and AAA. Um, right now he's got eight strikeouts and six walks. 
a total of seven innings pitched on the year, uh, giving up nine hits, nine runs, eight earned runs, um, and one home run over those seven innings. Um, so, I mean, the ERA is, is definitely not good. It's 10.29. Um, he's 0-1 in the win-loss column. So, I mean, they're not good numbers at this point, although I will say that there's a little bit of cause for optimism with those eight strikeouts and, you know, seven innings, so averaging over a strikeout per inning, obviously. Um, so there are some, some at least a, a few positives. Like you said, the velocity and the strikeout numbers seem to be there. Um, he's walking, you know, a few more guys than I think is maybe typical for Jimmy or at least was typical for him in 2017. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. We need to give him a little bit more time. Uh, the guy pitched so well for us. Um, his last time on the Hill in, in 2017 uh, when he went 12-6 and six with a 3.49 ERA, that I think you've got to cut him a little bit of slack going back from the series of an injury as he did. Um, that being said, my only concern is, is that, you know, pitchers don't normally suffer this type of injury. It was kind of a, a randomly, you know, weird, freakish injury. Uh, Brewer fans uh, probably know he injured himself sliding back in the first base on a pickoff attempt. So, you know, I think it kind of remains to be seen. It's sort of a test case for this type of injury and how pitchers can come back. Yeah, and, and, and again, I mean, the velocity is there. The fact that the strikeouts are there tells you that his, his stuff is okay, but it's just locating it. He's giving up a lot of hits, uh, more than a hit per inning. Um, and, you know, like you've already pointed out, the walks, uh, there's too many of those. So, obviously, the control is not quite where he wants it to be just yet. But, again, I'm really thinking just uh, hang in there, stay the course, and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, all right, sounds good. I think Aaron Rodgers and Travis Shaw said something along those lines at different points over the last few years as well. Um, so, so, Scott, before the Giants <laughs> series, um, <laughs> so we lost the Friday night game of the Giants as well. But um, before that, uh, there were a couple off days this week, so we don't have as many games to look at. But um, Brewers have gone to Houston for two games. Split that series with the Astros, including some very entertaining baseball in both games, really. Um, the second game of the series, Brewers ended up winning uh, in 13 innings or 14 innings. Um, so very, very, uh, I think it was 14 innings. Very entertaining game. Uh, Mike Moustakas with the game-winning home run, just continuing his hot hitting uh, like he has been all season. Um, what were your thoughts on the series against the Astros? Uh, the Astros series, I mean, talking about a absolutely phenomenal team, uh, probably catching them at the right time with Correa and Altuve being out. And I think, I think Springer might have been out too. They they really had some injuries so far this year. Uh, so to be able to split with um, a team of that caliber on um, on the road like that, I, I was thrilled with. But you had mentioned that we only played five games this week, so we did have those off days. I really kind of wanted to see a little bit more uh, of Josh Hader. And in particular, I know this is going to sound like, you know, Monday morning armchair quarterback kind of thing, but um, – Saturday's game, I know we are down, but it was still close, and it was really upsetting that uh, our well, I'm our, our bullpen gave up runs in every single inning that they pitched, and then of course what happens is we give up one run in the bottom of the eighth, so that we're down by two. Then Yalich comes up and hits a homer, which is great. It would have been awesome if we were only down by one, but we were down by two now, so. That right. was uh that was a rough 8-7 loss. Yeah, no, that was a tough game. Um very entertaining baseball though in both games down in Houston. Um like you point out the Astros are such a good team. I, you know, obviously that 
was a frustrating loss. That being said, I think most Brewer fans going into the series would be okay with the split um, against the Astros in a two-game series on the road. Um, so, you know, again, not a great week, but I don't think it was devastating by any stretch either. Um, you know, uh, again, a road trip is always going to be a little bit more difficult, especially with a team like Houston thrown in there as well. Yeah, I think if we would have been swept by the Giants, um, I probably would have had a little bit angrier demeanor for this podcast. But uh, the fact that we got able to limp out of there uh, only losing two out of three, so two and three road trips so far anyway, like I can live with that. I'm not thrilled with it. But uh, if we would have gone one and four so far, you know, take the time to split with Houston and then go to the Giants get swept that would have been brutal so then I would have been pretty angry I think and this would have had a, a different different outlook on this podcast I guess yeah no fair enough let's talk about a couple of guys that, whose names have already come up um Christian Yelich and Mike Moustakis uh you know we talked about these guys a lot Mike Moustakis already has 21 home runs on the year um and we're still several weeks away from the all-star break it's, it's crazy and uh, Christian Yelich is sitting at 26 home runs right now, leading the National League. I mean, I I don't know that anyone could have predicted this kind of production from both of those guys. I mean, obviously we knew that Christian Yelich and Mike Moustakis both were incredibly talented coming into the year. But to have these guys providing the sort of offensive uh, production that they have been has been nothing short of remarkable as far as I'm concerned. And Christian Yelich is making a very strong case to repeat as the National League MVP here in 2019. Yeah, definitely possible. And when – the only thing that gives me a little bit of concern anyway is that, um, you know, both of these guys are just having monster years so far. Um, both left-handed makes me wonder, like, uh, we should be able to just smash righties, but unfortunately, um, is our kryptonite going to be, you know, if we run into a team that throws a lot of lefties out there? Well, I mean, and that's where you wish that you still had the type of production we got last year from a guy like, to say we are somebody of that nature who you know should have power from uh you know against right-handed pitching so I, I i don't know if the brewers have uh solved that riddle yet um that being said maybe your interns can look up what our stats are against uh left-handed pitching yeah i guess we could try to do something like that it'll be a while though i mean our interns are just just awful well we knew that going into the year though scott um so, but anyways, uh, uh, about these guys, do you think it's unprecedented what they're doing here in the first half? Uh, boy, it's got to be close what Yelich is doing. I mean, Moustakas is having a phenomenal year. I mean, he's having a career year. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say what he's doing is unprecedented, though. But um, having said that, I think both of them are probably going to be um, attending the All-Star game this year. So, um, yeah, well, let's. Let's talk about that. So those two guys could be the Brewers' representatives. The game is taking place in about three and a half weeks from this taping. Uh, it's in Cleveland this year at the Indian Ballpark. Um, so do you think the Brewers are going to have more than two All-Stars, I guess? We could do an over-under here on the show. Um, I still think Hader is going to be there. Um, so I, I got to think at least three. Well, what about Zach Davies or even Brandon Woodruff having an outside chance? I think they both have an outside chance, but sadly, I don't think that either of them are going to make it. That's just my guess. Is that inside information from our anonymous source, Tom Carter, or are you just kind of speculating, Scott? 
Uh, that's pure speculation. I don't even know if Tom Carter has that kind of information. If he does, then there's going to be a lot of conspiracy theories going around about how the All-Star game works or whatever. But um, actually, Tom did say, though, that um, it would be very foolish for MLB to um, let a Milwaukee Brewers player be in the fan vote um, because they're almost assured to, to win. So... Well, that's true. I, I just want to point out that, well, and thanks to our anonymous source, Tom Carter, but um, our, looking at Davies' stats, 7-1 and one with a 2.60 ERA and 14 uh, starts on the year. Pretty impressive. 79 uh, and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, I mean, his numbers line up across the board with anybody in the National League pretty much at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, numbers-wise, I just don't think he has the um, the notoriety just yet. I mean, this is his – his breakout campaign too. So I think that's really the only thing that's holding him back. I mean, unfortunately, you know, it's so great that we don't have to rely on like things like ESPN anymore, where they're not like going to get the, um, you know, the kind of publicity that maybe they deserve. Um, yeah. You know, sports fans nowadays are they're more likely to just, you know, find the recaps on their own and do their own research. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe we can, Maybe we can use our press passes to interview uh, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts, who will select the uh, the All Star team this year. So we should probably see if we can line up an interview between uh, you and Dave uh, in the next couple of weeks. But um, I think uh, less of a chance, but you know maybe a, maybe still an outside chance. Brandon Woodruff, eight uh, one record on the year, three point eighty seven ERA and fourteen starts. What do you think about Brandon's chances? Um, I feel even less confident that he would get it. Um, even though a lot of his peripherals um, might even be better than Zach Davies. But I think um, a lot of people just look at when, when they're looking at stuff like this, they look at wins, which both of them are doing great with. Um, and then they look at like something like ERA or something like that. They're not like, Hey, what's Brandon Woodruff's whip right now? You know what I mean? There's, there's just not a lot of that. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Um, we did make one minor move uh, this week. Uh, Jake Patricia, 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 I can never pronounce his name. I'm sorry, uh, fans. But uh, Jake Patricia was traded from the Brewers to the Texas Rangers uh, for cash considerations or a player to be named later. Uh, Jake had pitched in a few games, a handful of games with the Brewers uh, this year. He was uh, pitching in AAA San Antonio when the trade was made. Um, he had posted really good numbers down in AAA. Uh, do you have any inkling as to why the Brewers might have made a move like this? Um, I didn't see anything that – I mean, there, there wasn't a heck of a lot there that made me think, wow, this guy's really a keeper that's going to, you know, turn this team around. I mean, you're not expecting that from him, though, either. I mean, it was like – it was a half minor league, half major league uh, deal where he's going to get shuttled back and forth. And I don't know if something happened, like if he was just like kind of sick of it or if the Brewers were just – kind of thinking hey you know what um let's you know let's cut bait here like i don't know it's hard to say um and to be honest i mean it like yeah it, but he was like the 25th guy so whatever like <laughs> i mean yeah, i don't know, I wish him well guy. <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's a it's, it's a, a guy who put in a you know at least a little time in a brewer's uniform so there's that, but uh, yeah, I, I you know think he's bounced around to a few different organizations: Toronto, the Chicago White Sox. Um, you know now now Texas have to pitch for the Brewers for a few games, so 
we'll see what he does down in Texas. But, uh, you know, the Rangers are on the cusp of a potential uh, second wild card uh, uh, playoff appearance if everything were to end today. So, you know, they're kind of in that weird zone where they don't know if they should be buyers or sellers probably at the deadline. They weren't necessarily expected to contend this year, and here they are. But, um, anyways, we'll wish Jake well and uh, see what we get back, if anything, in that trade. Otherwise, we'll at least get a little bit more cash to play with, I guess, for, for David Stearns at the deadline. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, by the way, I hate to do this. I always I always wind up circling back because I forget something or whatever. But um, I guess I, I think I would – we would be remiss if we didn't at least bring up. Can you think of off the top of your head anybody that we really should have included in the all-star um, selection that that maybe I think is a real good chance of being an all-star, but um, we just completely left them out of the conversation? Um, well, I mean, I agree with you with Hader, and I agree with you on Yelich and Moustakis. Um, I, I guess – at that point, I, I, you know, we've talked about our starting pitchers. Who else are you thinking about, Scott? I think Grandal's got oh, to get yeah, some real Grandal, good yeah, Grand, like Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I, I real, realized that as soon as I said it. Yeah, Grandal, that's for sure. He's played like an all-star. I completely spaced on it. I was just like, I don't know. Like, sometimes, you know, you just look at the whole field and you just, like, you're, you're kind of doing this mental math where you're picturing, like, okay, yeah, he's doing okay, he's doing okay. And, like, I think by the time we actually got so far along in the conversation, we just – we weren't even, you know, we didn't even consider catcher. I don't know. Yes, Monty is hitting 278 on a year, playing great defense. Uh, he's hit 15 home runs at this point in the year, which is a lot of offensive production from the catcher spot, as you know. Um, yeah, 39 RBIs. He's got a 381 OBP. He's a uh, he's putting together a great year, and I think he definitely stacks up favorably compared to other catchers. Maybe one thing in his favor is that his former manager is, again, selecting the guys on his team. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe him and Roberts have some sort of relationship um, that was built up. I don't know. It's, uh, it certainly is a possibility that the Brewers could see, you know, four all-stars this year. Any chance that it's the exact opposite? And they're like, oh, yeah, we were – Yeah, you really yeah, let us be. down last year in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just never know what those dynamics were in the – Dodgers clubhouse and I think that Grandal had made a point to say something you know along the lines of how happy he was uh, you know at, at, at when he captained Milwaukee for the chance to play against the Dodgers too so it could be interesting I'm really not sure how that actually ended yeah who knows but I will say this the Dodgers were uh, very very good last year they were a great team last year and they're probably even better this year I mean so far anyway they're on pace uh, I mean, they're the class of the NL right now. I mean, nothing against the Brewers, but uh, they're just light years ahead of everybody right now. Well, and they were very good in 2017 as well. And in fact, they had a, a sort of a disappointing first half last year and still managed to compile the record that they ended up with. So, I mean, when you look at it from that, they've really been solid for going on three seasons now. Yeah, and I think um, the only reason why you haven't, necessarily uh punch their ticket to the nl championship is because um well the dodgers have not had a great track record of doing that for the last 25 years so you know, yeah haven't won a world series since 88 so they they have a have the ability to get there many years but do not have the ability to advance as the rounds progress that's, that's definitely kind of their mo here in the last quarter century so they 
but yeah, you're right. Very good team. Very uh, well-run organization. They've got a ton of pitching. Um, top to bottom, their lineup is solid. So yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the second half. And obviously, we've still got some time yet in the first half as well. But um, to get back to the point, I could definitely see Grandal being added to that all-star list for potential Brewers all-stars. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say four. I think four is what we're gonna get. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, not to be boring, but I, I tend to agree. I think it's going to be four. I think it's Moustakis, Yelich, Hader, and boy, I'd really come back down to Davies versus Grandall. I'm going to actually, no, I'm going to change it. Let's just be different. I'm going to say five, and I'll say Grandall gets it right away, and that Davies is named as an all-star for somebody that can't make the game for whatever reason, whether it's injury or something else, but he'll be a replacement and will be an all-star. Well, I mean, they're probably only going to have, what, two catchers, and they're probably going to have, I don't know, 15 catchers or something like that. I don't know, a lot of them. So I guess that helps. Yeah, I just think that, you know, when you when you look at Grand Dog compared to the other guys in the National League and the fact that him and Roberts have a relationship, I could definitely see him being added. Yeah, well, but, I guess but, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, something crazy happens and we get five and, you know, tie um, our record last, last year. Right? Yeah, last year. That was the first time in franchise history uh, at the All-Star Game here in Washington. Um, Can you believe that this bit... storied franchise has never had five All-Stars in the same year? It's incredible. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really incredible. Uh, <laughs> it's absolutely not. not uh, but, yeah, it would be great to see two years in a row, see what happens here. And there's still some baseball yet to be played here in the first half. Um, what, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about Keston Hira. He's hitting well, obviously, again, down in AAA. Um, when do you think we're going to see Keston Hero back in the big league? Um, I think it's got to happen soon. I mean, uh, I mean, it really, really, really has to happen soon, right? I mean, it has to happen. I'm going to think – I think it's going to happen even before the All-Star break just because, um, I mean, his bat plays, simple as that. And he's – you know, it's not like he's um, a liability out there with the gloves. So – I mean, why would you not want him here to make your team better? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's kind of a matter of a, which whose roster spot does he take at this point. I mean, Shaw has uh, played pretty well since he's been back and off the disabled list. Um, so, I, you know, I think the Brewers are going to have to manage the, the roster a bit down the stretch here because I think Kesson's bat is going to be needed at some point. You know, it's not just a matter of, Maybe what the Brewers were looking at in years past where, okay, we don't want to burn a guy's service time or, um, you know, we've, you know, we've got this good prospect. We've got to wait to call him up till rosters expand or something. I, I think the casting could really play a vital role on the team this year is my point for a team that is obviously very much in contention for a playoff side. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, especially because he's got that, um, you know, that right-handed power bat that we're looking for. And, you know, since, you know, guys like Aguirre haven't, quite put it together just yet um i think that makes his right-handed bat even more important and you know um uh, as far as like how we're going to make it happen how we're going to get a roster spot for him and, and get him up here um uh, you know that game that they play at miller park and i assume every other stadium um where they like you know they put the they put the ball underneath the three shells and then they circle the shells around and you got to guess which one yeah man Okay. The, the guess is the guess a cap game or um... yeah 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 yeah. Um, so that's basically like our pitching situation. That's the way it was last year. Like we're just gonna shuttle 
um, you know, the our bottom three guys in the bullpen um, and keep moving them around. And, like, when that arm gets tired, then they're going to go down. Somebody else is going to come up. Somebody else is going to have, like, a dead arm injury, and they'll be out for 10 days, and they'll come back. And, like, we're just going to make it work. So I think that's where we get that extra spot. Well, fair enough. Um, you know, the Brewers' mystery injury has also been used many times in the past, so we'll see what happens. But, um, but yeah, you've got other guys, you know, who can play middle infield like Tyler Saladino who are crushing the ball in AAA. Um, you know, could be options as well. You know, Stearns likes guys with versatility. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see how that roster is balanced over the course of the year. And obviously let's hope that there are no injuries, but you just never know. And versatility is definitely the word because, um, you know, Keston can't back up at short. In fact, as of right now, he can't back up anywhere other than second base. So um, that definitely limits what he can do for this team. But, again, that bat, man. (laughs) Yeah, and because of that bat, I don't think that the Brewers are going to move off of that. I think that they're okay with him just being a second baseman. But – um, you know, that's not necessarily the same for a lot of guys on the team. But I think we're set with Arcia at short and uh, here at second, you know, in terms of their positions. Um, you know, the one guy who we haven't really talked about much is Mauricio Dupont, who is also having a good year at AAA. I think he's sitting in the high 290s. Um, I don't know where his spot might line up. He could perhaps be trade bait at the deadline uh, is how I see it. Very possible. Um, I guess it depends on between him and Saladino, which one you really don't like. I mean, technically, Keston Hira could be in that conversation as well. Um, I, I sincerely doubt it, but you never know. I mean, nobody's untradeable, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would be very shocked if they were to move here and trade at the deadline. I mean, unless you're going to get a starting pitcher of, you know, a significant cost-controlled, piece that, you know, it would be around for more than just this season. I, I would be shocked if Stearns were to trade a guy like Hira for a half-year rental of somebody. I could see it maybe happening if it's, again, a starting pitcher who's got a track record who – and I'm not talking like Madison Bumgarner because, you know, he's a free agent after the season. I think maybe – again, I, you know, this is a guy who I personally like a lot, so I hope I'm not reading too much into it, but maybe a guy like a Strowman, you know, um, who's pitching really well this year for the Blue Jays. Um, who has another year of control left after this season. I could see the Brewers maybe doing something like that. I'd still be shocked if it was Hira. I think that they'd rather include more guys um, in a trade rather than Hira, but, you know, maybe quantity over quality to the Jays. But, again, I don't know what um, Toronto or any other team with a pitcher kind of of that caliber who's cost-controlled for another season or two would take, um, you know, at, at the deadline this year. It'll be interesting to see how that market develops as well. Last yeah. year was slow to develop. So we saw at the end of the day the Pirates, you know, giving up a ton for a guy like Chris Archer. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see We'll see how this deadline plays out. I think every year is a little bit different. And this year there's the added change of July 31st being the hard stop for for the deadline. There's no longer that waiver period for an extra month um, that expires on August 31st, where Stearns was very active up until August 31st last season. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes things as well. Yeah, exactly. Any kind of, like, role players that – you know, normally you would just be like, well, let's just wait till the last minute. Well, the last minute just got bumped up a month. So, yeah, that's going to make it a little bit more difficult. I was really hoping that, like, Corey Ray was going to have the kind of year that he had last year. And, you know, with the potential logjam that we sort of have in the outfield, that, um, you know, he would be a guy that, that we'd be able to help 
you know, be a headliner for like a Stroman type trade, but uh, then he scuffled out of the gate, then he got hurt, and like his stock is down now. So I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but you never know. Yeah, you never know because he did have such a great year last year, and now he is battling injuries. It's like with Corey Ray, with like, well, like with a lot of guys, you know, when he is injured, he's not playing well, but when he's healthy, he had a great season last year. So I think it all depends on how teams you view him. Do they view his full season last year and his number one draft pick status a couple of years ago, um, you know, as being kind of his, his true indicators, or are they going to look at a handful like 60 at-bats uh, this year before he got injured? So I tend to think that they're going to take the long view in a trade like this, but who knows? I definitely could be wrong. Yep. Well, it's shaping up to be um, a very, very exciting all-star break followed by trade deadline like the next a little over a month like month to six weeks are going to be a real crazy time and then you know next thing you know we're going to be you know battling and going for the home stretch here trying to get back to the playoffs like it's just going to be a wild time and I'm really looking forward to it uh speaking of looking forward to it what do we got going on next week uh, good question. Let's uh, let's pull we up got the calendar here. Three more on this road trip at the Pirates, and then we got a four-game homestand against the Reds. So, no, we're we're, we're at. Let's see, we're. No, no, no. We go to San Diego, Scott. Yeah, that's what I said, didn't I? Did I say Pirates instead said, of Padres? You said you said Pirates. Yeah, you're confusing Damn the it. But yeah, yeah, we got three games again in the in San Diego, and then yeah, four games series against the Reds at home at beautiful Miller Park. And I believe that I will be in attendance, actually, at Miller Park on Friday. Wow, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a family reunion back home on Saturday. So um, provided that nothing comes up with work, I'm going to fly back home on Thursday for just a couple days, Thursday night, and then be there for the weekend. Uh, so maybe head to the game on Friday and then uh, take off you know, back for Washington on Sunday. So, yeah, it should be good. I'll be excited to see another game at Miller Park. I haven't been home since opening day. So. Well, and remember, uh, Saturday the 22nd, uh, it's a 3-10 start, and that's against the Reds. It's also Superhero Day. So um, I think there might be one superhero movie coming out this summer um, that if you want to dress up like them, there might have been one last year too, I forget. So maybe one or two superhero movies. You could dress up like your favorite superhero. You could dress up like your favorite um, host from the Brooks Review. Um, whatever you want. <laughs> Definitely. I, yeah, I, I don't know who um, our listeners would go at. But, but you could definitely do a poll, uh, Scott, to ask our viewers who they would dress up as for Superhero Day amongst the Brooks Review staff. Um, and speaking of that, do you want to talk about the polls that your interns put up this week? on our uh, social media uh very very quickly actually yeah so um first off now i said that um uh the aforementioned woodruff and davies and then i also threw geo gonzalez in there um i said that obviously they were pitching really well who is the next starting pitcher that you trust the most and uh the answer from our fans was uh jolice chassine he barely edged out chase anderson uh, so that was uh, great. Really appreciate um, the Twitter polls. Follow us at BrookReview1.com. Okay, that's great. And um, also the other poll was um, 
I threw one out there to see uh, what your favorite retro Brewers uniform was. Uh, the 80s pinstripes, the 80s powder blues, or the 90s disgusting blue and green ones. I didn't put disgusting in the poll, but those weren't that good. Actually, yeah, Scott, that would have been – Scott, I would have voted for that one. I like that. I mean, that's sort of when I came of age. I, I appreciated those uniforms. The color scheme – isn't bad it was just the logo that i hate so much like i couldn't stand that logo but um to answer what's going on with that one uh believe it or not the 80s pinstripes are beating out the 80s powder blues and i'm a little bit surprised by that interesting very interesting well west Dallas has spoken in these polls so that is uh that's good to know um very good well thank you to your interns for doing that and uh and, yeah, we really appreciate all their hard work and dedication to the craft here. So that's, that's very good. If it was uh, but just yeah, the um, – if it was just West Alica voting on this poll, I think that the Potter Blues would have totally taken it because um, girls were wearing that uh, that blue eyeshadow for, uh, <laughs> for like, decades after it was popular. So, um, But, you know, fashion, you know, it always comes back around. So don't worry about it, West Dallas. You do you they'll they'll be doing themselves for a while so that's that's definitely and by the way i believe that you are still a celebrity at benno's maybe you should send one of the intern teams into benno's to uh ask them to pull questions directly just in case they're not following us if there's some internet issues that get spotty uh, in west Dallas, it'd be nice to get some on the ground feedback so maybe you could you could join our colleague tom wondercourt uh, or have the intern join our colleague tom wondercourt and send a team out to uh the benno's in west Dallas, scott um, well, I could tell you that uh, the fine folks at Benno's did put our Christmas card up uh, when we issued it to them. I cannot say the same thing about Tom Hardicord. I, I'd like to think that our, our card was on his mantle somewhere. Like, um, you know, like cause somebody put it up anyway, and he was like, what's this? And he got mad and, like, blocked us and threw it in the fire. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Hopefully well, he enjoyed those checklist baseball cards we sent him as well. Uh, um, he loves those. Uh, that's wonderful. No, he loves those things. Um, well, very good. Well, um, Scott, let's uh, remind our viewers, uh, follow us on Twitter. Brook Review 1 is our Twitter handle. Uh, we appreciate all the followers this week. We're close to 700. We got a, quite a few new followers over the last few days. So much appreciated to all those who are now following our podcast. Uh, make sure you can email us your questions. Brook Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com. One of these episodes uh, we will definitely get to your email questions, but I believe we are running out of time uh, for our episode here this week. Yeah, we'll probably have to skip it this time around. Um, also, I asked the interns if they checked our email, and they said, nobody emails anymore. They'll just tweet you. I'm like, okay, well, can you check it anyway? And they're like, okay. But, like, I could tell they didn't. So, I don't know. It's just, God, these interns make me sick. <sighs> I'm sorry, I, can, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Like, they just... I'm sure you got to deal with that. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not pleasant. I, you know, it's what it's what we get paid for, though, so it's part of the job. But um, in any event, thank you all for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, we'll hopefully be back with you with the full crew uh, next week after a Brewers uh, winning series against the Padres and another winning series against the Reds. Uh, we'll expect that Craig and uh, Chad will join us on the set next week. Uh, in the meantime, remember to stay classy and to go Brewers. Stay classy, go Brewers, and. Thank you so much for those five-star review, guys. If you're listening to this, um, it means the world to us. So thanks again, and go Brewers.
Go Brewers. Do, 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 do.